king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. Hold it. you're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. J-Flow. Yes, sir. K to the second letter, homie. I'm a bad man. Uh-huh. I'm a bad man. I'm a bad man. They can say what they want about me, but I'm worse than that, fam. I'm a bad man. Yeah, I'm a bad man. Let's stop talking and diving this thing, bro. Let's get it. They can say what they want Bad man, black man, probably from the gutter. Don't face me that they see me all by my color. When they see me, they always see me by my color. I fit the profile of a dropout, probably blow the top out. Probably gang bang, got an AK, rep the same things. Money, sex, power, popping bottles on the fast lane. Well, you got it twisted. I got a clean record, no, I'm not a statistic. Uh, he ripped my resume, now walk in the light and no longer in gray. What is up, what is up, what is going on today? It's Monday, November the 16th. We on episode 8. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. This your boy, Daydrin. Out of Houston, Texas, where we do ride ride in Lexus. Well, not all of us, but some of us do. Anyway, how's everybody doing this Monday? It's good to be alive. It's good to be up and at it. And I'm finally doing it on a Monday again. I know I just did one on Saturday. But I'm back at it again on Monday. Let's get it. So much to discuss. Um, Man, talking about, you know, have y'all started playing your Christmas music? We can talk about the NFL, obviously. We talk about college football, a little NBA, some some buzz is going on, some good buzz depending on what team you root for. And we're gonna talk about why your boy, 45, won't just concede. They did a recount in Georgia, and he's still losing the popular vote. Four years ago, he lost by two million. Now He's he's losing he's lost by five million. I don't know what to say. All right, are you ready? Because if you're not, I'm coming with it anyway. All right. So first off, let me ask, man, how many of y'all start listening to y'all Christmas music? For me, I I started listening November first on the on the way home from work. Listen to Christmas music. I mean, you got to get in the spirit. Christmas music is a fun time to listen to it. You got all these good songs <clears throat> and everything like that, you know, got to enjoy it. And then if if you don't like the Christmas music that's being played well, and I think somebody said on Facebook, you know, drop drop some Thanksgiving tracks outside of beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, ham, lamb, you name it, you know, drop something else besides that. Cuz I mean if I mean if you're going to do that, you know, come with it. Come with it. Come with it. So, um, some of my favorite Christmas songs are This Christmas, the Chris Brown version, No Knock on Donny Hathaway. Um, Brian Mc- anything Brian McKnight, where he sings his Christmas songs, I like. Let It Snow by Boyz II Men featuring Brian McKnight. Um, the, Pre- the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. I could play that all the time because... That movie was made for the holiday season, so you got to watch. And probably next week I'll talk about what movies are you planning on watching during this holiday season. So let's dive right into it. All right, NFL Week 10, Thursday night recap, Colts and the Titans. 
Colts won 34-17. Um, that game kind of changed, I want to say, maybe towards the end of the second quarter, going in the third quarter, because the Colts took over. Um, and it was like it was like the Colts had control, and you, and you would think that the Colts may have some fall off because, you know, of last year, although they had Jacoby Brissett, and he's still on the roster, you know, they may have a little falling off with Phillip Rivers because Phillip Rivers, um, he's not a bad quarterback. He's just not an elite quarterback. He's good enough to win you some games, but just as easy he'll throw you four touchdowns, he'll throw you four interceptions. That's just the truth of the matter. So, I mean, but, you know, the Colts, I believe, are number one in the AFC South in the division with the Titans losing. So, it has made the AFC playoff push very interesting. Next game, the the lowly Texans and the Cleveland Browns. That game, by far, was probably one of the <coughs> excuse me, probably one of the worst games I've seen. And it was not to say that that both quarterbacks struggled, so to say, so to speak. But watching that game, and I was like, like, yeah, the defense is doing good, but the the Texans got too many. Well, I'm not gonna say they got too many weapons because the 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 weapon that they did have, DeAndre Hopkins, aka Thanos, which I'll discuss later in this segment, um, proved that he's as valuable as everyone's been saying. He he's the number one receiver in the league as of right now. Hands down. You can debate me on it to change my mind to say differently, but what he did last night proves proves to be different. I mean proves to be factual that he's he's the best receiver in the league right now. It would have been Antonio Brown had he not done done some crazy stuff. But, you know, hey, that's football. But yeah, the Texans game, I was was surprised to see that they didn't put up more points. Again, not to say that the Cleveland defense was playing, you know, is a bad defense. But what I saw, I, w- I was not impressed. But you got to look at it like this. Truthfully, the Texans only have, they have a number two receiver and Will Fuller. He's not a number one. Texans don't have no number one receivers on that roster. They have none. And everybody else is a, is a number three receiver. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, whoever else you can name, insert there. They're not number one receivers. They're not number two receivers. They're definitely number three. They're slot receivers. That's what it is. And Deshaun Watson can't work with that. It's not fair to him. And it doesn't make it any better that the offensive line is not blocking. But, hey, Texans keep losing because you're giving Miami Dolphins a, a great draft pick. And now you got to ask yourself, was Laban Tunsil really worth a number one pick? No. Understand he's a left tackle, and he's supposed to be your insurance policy for your quarterback to protect the blind side, but he definitely has not lived up to his potential. And speaking of, I thought I was going to be a little later talking about the 
Bills and Cardinals, but it's next up. The Bills and the Cardinals. Man, I hope y'all watched that game. It was good till the end. Um, I actually thought the Bills were going to win after, is it Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen threw a touchdown to Stephon Diggs with like 34 seconds left. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, I guess the Cardinals are going to lose this game. Nope. I have this guy named DeAndre Hopkins. Shout out to D-Hop. That's a really great dude. I had the pleasure of meeting him, and he is cool, calm, and collective. And, you know, and you, you know, you hear people talk about these professional athletes and how, you know, you can't approach them. I'm like, got a chance to meet him, and he was cool as a fan. You know, him and my oldest daughter had a little connection. They were looking at different, like, looking at, looking at science stuff. And, you know... They they kind of connected a little bit on that. But anyway, so Kyler Murray just threw a, what they call a now a Hail Mary up to DeAndre Hopkins, and, yes, three Bills players got mossed, all three of them. Or if you look at it in the basketball term, he uh, DeAndre Hopkins dunked on three people. Not, not like the one where Starks dunked on Horace Grant and Jordan just happened to be in the picture. Oh, he dunked on Jordan too. No, D Hop went and got the ball. Like, and I kind of figured that they was gonna go to D Hop when I saw the play because they had three receivers on one side and D Hop by itself. So I'm thinking like, okay, he's gonna go to the best hands in football. No knock on Larry Fitzgerald or whatever, but you know Larry Fitzgerald has been dropping passes because he's older now. But DeAndre Hopkins. On three people. And I was just like, wow. If if they was giving MVPs to wide receivers, I would definitely consider DeAndre Hopkins. Needless to say, Cardinals won 32-30 with two seconds left in the game. Well, I think it was one second. Anyway, they still won. And even DeAndre Hopkins was like, you know, he tapped the top of his head. That's what happens when – and. And, like, now you see all these memes about DeAndre Hopkins being Thanos. And I was just like, wow. The Cardinals won 32-30. And there's a tie for the first place lead in the NFC West. Because the Seahawks lost to the Rams 17-23. Um, what's going on with Russell Wilson? I think teams are starting to figure him out with a little more game film here and there that, you know, the defense, if we can just score enough points, you know, we can beat them. But Russell Wilson going to have to ball out if he wants – well, I don't I don't think he's – he may not get it. He might not even get MVP now because he, he's struggled the last two games. So – we just got to wait and see. And no knock on the the Rams' defense. They're a pretty good defense. Plus, you got the two best defensive players at their position on the same team. And they're paid well. So, you know they got to perform. Next up, the Steelers and the Bengals, which, by the way, the Steelers are undefeated. And, man, I'm, I'm not going to say I regret not picking the Steelers as my favorite team to start rooting for. But, man, it feels like, man, I should have just went with the Steelers. 
just roll Big Ben and let the chips fall with it, fall where they may. But you know, that's a decision I got to live with. And I'll probably talk about bandwagons again. Like we're all entitled to root for who we want to root for. So that you know, that's that's what it is. I have cowboy gear and things like that here, so I'm not gonna throw it away or burn it or whatever. I'm still giving them a chance. But it is the Steelers are undefeated. I should have started Big Ben over Russell Wilson. <laughs> Maybe I would have got some more fantasy points. Who knows? Anyway, um the Steelers defense probably top top five. I'm I'm for for certain. They're top five. Next game is the Sunday night game. And it is the Ravens and the Patriots. That game was, it was raining. And Bill Belichick is probably the GOAT. Between him and Nick Saban as the greatest football coaches of all time. You can try to insert any other coach and put them there and say, oh, this coach is better. Nah. Bear Bryant? No. NFL, let's see. George Seifert? No. Was it Bill Walsh? No. That's who I was thinking. Not George Seifert, Bill Walsh? No. John Madden? No. <laughs> Insert any other coach. There, there, there's no better coach than those two, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. And what's crazy is that, that they are the best of friends. And even when Nick Saban came and coached in the NFL, Bill Belichick said himself that he didn't want Nick Saban to coach the Miami Dolphins because, number one, they're in the same division, and he didn't want to have to go against his best friend. You know, it is what it is. But the Patriots won 23-17 because, well, granted, it was raining, and they were prepared for it because Bill, Bill Belichick does – if he knows it's going to rain, he has them playing with wet balls so they can get used to it. And he prepares each week for each team. He doesn't prepare weeks in, in advance. No, he prepares week to week. And now the Patriots may, just may, have a chance to make the playoffs if they run the table. It's possible. The Texans started 0-3 before one went 11-5. So... Don't, don't think that it's not possible. Let's see. Some other games. Saints beat the 49ers 27-13. Dolphins beat the Chargers. The Dolphins, I believe, have won five straight, including in certain Tua Tagovailoa. The Raiders won 37-12 against the Broncos. Buccaneers responded back to their... Horrible game they played against the Saints. They put up 46 points. Shout out to Ronald Jones, the second, 98-yard run. You know, he he got touched, but he didn't get caught, if that makes sense. Like, they came close, but they didn't, they didn't bring him down. 98 yards. That's a lot of yards. I probably can't even run that without getting caught. If I'm just by myself, just running it just to – Try to, you know, get some sprint in. 
Mate, I can probably run 98 yards, but nope, not with nobody chasing me. Well, unless it's a dog, then yeah, I'm not running that dog and anybody else is trying to chase me because I don't play with dogs. All right, in the Monday night game, um, it's the Vikings and the Bears. This game, it was a pick em for me. I didn't know who to, who to root for, who to go for. Well, not who to root for, but who I should pick. I mean, I know the Bears defense is going to show up. It's just a matter of what offense is going to show up for the Bears. And for the Vikings, it's, okay, got Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen but, and Justin Jefferson, but what, what else after that? Kirk Cousins, we don't we don't know which Kirk Cousins we're gonna get. So we just gotta wait and see. So before we switch topics, I wanna give a shout out. And I know I'm probably gonna have to get have to give a shout out to the moms about this, but let's give a shout out to the dads in the world that that are act and I'm talking about the ones that are actively involved in their child's life or children's life. Um a lot of times there are there are a lot of people who put the emphasis on mothers and what they do and things like that. And it seems like for Father's Day, you know, oh, it's just Father's Day. Here, here's, here's a tie, Dad. Here's some cufflinks. Oh, here's a shirt. But for Mother's Day, oh, we got to break the bank for her. Now, not to say that mothers don't do their jobs or anything like that. But, I mean, it's dads out here that are actively involved in their child's life gets on that child's nerves because I definitely get on the nerves of my 13-year-old. She can attest to that. So, you know, but you, you need dads like that. You need dads that are, that are actively involved in their child's life. Don't, you know, because all fathers ain't deadbeats. And then you got some mothers who, oh, they're not getting child support where you can't see your child. Just putting that out there. Again, there's no knock on mothers who, who are doing their job as mothers. But the fathers do not get enough credit. Dads do not get enough credit for being in their child's life because they make just just as much as a sacrifice as the mothers do. You know, not going to say if not more. Because I know for me, and I'm going to be transparent with y'all, um, Usually when when my son gets up in the middle of the night, my wife definitely gets always gets up. Um, and not to say that I, I ignore it because I do hear him and I do get up and move around. But, you know, once she feeds him, I just turn back over and go to sleep. And he does the same thing, too, and she goes back to sleep. So, so and even my wife, she's joked about me like, you know, yeah, I'm a good father. Between the hours of 6 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. Because in between the time when we're asleep and junior sleep, I, I'm non-existent. I, I can honestly say that. And she'll be like, mm-hmm. No, that's my wife. But And I love my children. It was, it was the same thing for my youngest daughter also. Um, but I'm always up in the morning, you know, getting them dressed. Things like that, making sure they're ready to go. So it's so dads need to be applauded. So I'm giving a shout out to all the dads out there, the ones that are actively involved, not just, you know, you giving gifts and presents, but there's nothing more important than your presence. E N C E, not E N T. 
in your child's life. Because it means a lot more. Regardless of what the world, what, regardless of what's going on in the world with this pandemic, you know, we still need fathers in the homes. So, but that's another subject to talk about fathers being in the home. Because there's a lot that goes into it. So, again, shout out to all the dads. You know, I see you doing your job as a father. So, keep it up. Don't lose hope. Even when the mother of that child or children is getting on your nerves. All right, college football. Man, there were a lot of games that were canceled this past Saturday because of not having enough players due to COVID. And one of the big games of the year that most people always look forward to is the LSU-Alabama game that got canceled. Um, It was probably in the best interest for LSU for the game to get canceled because um, Alabama looks like a, a sure lock to go to the college football playoff, and they're not looking back. Mac Jones is playing good. And he he got he got them and of course Alabama's defense is always gonna be top notch. So that game got canceled amongst a few other games. They got canceled and postponed. But there were some good games to talk about though. The Miami Hurricanes, um, Darren King, so I'm calling him Mr. Fourth Quarter because when the fourth quarter come or even when they're down, you know, he's never nervous. He's never like erratic he's like all right you know what it's time to uh tighten tighten my chin strap and and let's go out and win this game and end up winning against Virginia Tech Hokies 25-24 and Derrick King I'm not gonna say he's a he's probably he may be a sleeper for Heisman but but as I've stated before the Heisman finalists are the ones who are who seem are in the playoff and I think that's unfair because, again, like I said, Jonathan Taylor definitely should have been a finalist two years in a row, the last two years, because he rushed for 2,000 yards. But because Wisconsin won in the playoff, he didn't, he didn't get recognition. Speaking of the Badgers of Wisconsin, they won 49-11 against the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, it's time for Jim Harbaugh to go. Yeah, it's time for Jim Harbaugh to go. Sorry, because Michigan Wolverines they can they can get anybody there, and he hasn't done anything. I, I'm I'm for certain if if he makes it to play, if if the Wolverines if you know, Jim Harbaugh makes it to when the Wolverines play Ohio State, if he's not fired by then, he's definitely going to get fired after that game because Ohio State is is the front runner to make the playoff, and again, like I stated. A couple of days ago, Justin Fields has more touchdowns than incompletions. And I don't see that trend stopping no time soon, even though they got a big game coming up this week. But it's, it's the Ohio State. Also, the number two fighting Irish didn't have a setback against the Boston, the Boston College Golden Eagles. They won 45-31. Um, there were a lot of talks about it being a trap game because, yeah, they beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, by the way. 
So that that's almost like saying, hey, we beat the Bulls. Or I'll take that back. Got to say it like this. Hey, we, we, we beat the Lakers without LeBron James and AD. So you applauding that you won a game without your star player playing? Come on now. Anyway, don't worry. The, 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 the fighting irons is going to fall off. They're going to lose to somebody, and they're going to have to try to win. They're going to have to try to beat Clemson again in order to get in the college football playoff. So, shout out to Cincinnati. Um, I was not impressed with their last second touchdown that they scored against the East Carolina Pirates. They won 55-7, to and that game ended with no class at all. I, I was not impressed. Like, you're already up. Why not just run the ball and go to the ground? Let the clock keep running. Nope, they felt like they had to score again. And it wasn't even necessary. Do what Nick Chubb did against the Texans. He got a late run, and he went out of bounds. I wouldn't have went out of bounds. I would have, like, like fell down or something or rolled over. But I wouldn't have went out of bounds because, yeah, that stops the clock. But if you – you already had the first down. Just run a little bit, kill some time, and just go to the ground. But, you know, it is what it is. Also, the Indiana Hoosiers won again. That mean, they beat Michigan State 24-0. Um, Indiana got to go to Ohio State now. That is going to be a good game. I wanted the college game day is going to be in – in Columbus for that game. Who knows? Also, the Razorbacks lost to the number six Gators, 63-35, in Felipe Frank's game back in Gainesville. Um, we got to start saying Kyle Trask has got to be a finalist for the Heisman, regardless if they get in the playoff or not. You got to mention him. He threw six touchdown passes. And although they they keep saying they're not trying to compare, but he's he's putting up the same numbers as Joe Burrow did last year. So, got to give it recognition. Also, the Trojans won against Arizona Wildcats. They had to come from behind again, but they still won. A win is a win. So, and then also Oregon won as well. So I know I said a couple of days ago or last week how. The Pac-12 may or may not get in, and it really depends on how Oregon does. Like, Oregon is the, is the number 11 team right now. After the polls come out, it's probably going to change. So, you know, we just got to wait and see. So, something that I probably make some women happy, who, who whoever listens to this, is that – um why women's pay should be higher in professional sports. Look, women in professional sports should get paid uh, a lot more. I, I don't believe they should be getting paid as much as men because of the revenue that men bring in. And for me, the competition is not the same. Again, there's no knock on women, but I definitely think they should be getting paid a lot more, especially in the WNBA. And especially the women's soccer national team should be getting paid way more than the men because the men's team suck. The men's team suck. And all the women's team do is get medals. 
So you mean to tell me, oh, because the men can't even can't even get into the medal round in soccer, even playing in the friendly, they losing. But the women team is is beating beating the brakes off everybody, and they don't deserve to get paid more. Now nah, pay them more. The WNBA, I've seen the salary that some of these women get. They definitely should get paid more. Or I, I'm not saying that the men should do this, but I mean, I mean, help these women out. I mean, th- I mean, th- they're your sister in the brotherhood, sisterhood of the NBA, WNBA. Why not? Why not give them some of your money? I doubt that they will, but you know, it's like, you know, hey. You know, they they playing the same thing you do. Again, the competition is not the same, but the pay that they getting it should be more. It should definitely be doubled or even tripled. So shout out to the women who who's living out their dream to play professionally. I don't even know what I don't even know if there are any teams for softball, professional teams that are for softball. But again, Women should definitely get paid more than what they're getting paid now. And this is why they go play overseas because they know they'll get paid more overseas than they would um, here in the U.S. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, let's talk about boxing. Terrence Bud Crawford does it again. Like, but should we be shocked? Like, should we be shocked? Should we be worried that, or should we be surprised that 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 fight was wasn't gonna go very long? Like, I I said that he was gonna knock him out. I knew he was gonna knock him out. And sure enough, the beginning of the fourth round, a minute and some change into it, it was TKO. Bud Crawford, <laughs> the best pound for pound. Now, you probably got to ask who's going to be his next opponent. He said he would want to fight Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence, which that's the fight I want to see. Forget Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao, oh. If, he wanna, if Manny Pacquiao want to fight somebody, tell him go, he can go fight Marquez for the fifth time. Hopefully, he don't put him to sleep again. But Manny Pacquiao can go fight uh, Marquez, or he don't want to fight Mayweather. He don't want them problems. But yeah, Bud Crawford should definitely fight Errol Spence. No matter if they in Las Vegas, no matter if they in Nebraska, no matter if they in Cowboy Stadium. <laughs> if it's in Cowboy Stadium, Errol Spence might get more points than the Cowboys. Anyway, so I'm not big on golf like that. Obviously, I'll watch it if Tiger's playing. Or if he's com- in contentions to to win, like he was last year for the Masters, and obviously we have a new winner this year. There's no repeat. Um, Dustin Johnson just set himself apart from everybody else, and he ended up getting a green jacket for the Masters. So I think a couple of years ago, when um, I think Patrick Reed won it. I was listening to ESPN radio and they were talking about how, you know, man, I wore that green jacket everywhere. Where it's bed, 
maybe not take a shower in it, but you know, I wear it everywhere. Wear around the house just to wear. Had had a green jacket on in my pajamas. Had a green jacket on in my underwear. You know, just just had a green jacket on. I'm now nah, I'm I'm gonna order me one. That's a little far fetched for me to do. But yeah, the new winner is Dustin Johnson. And rightfully so. I mean, he's the number one player in golf right now, so it's only fitting that he will win it. Also, we're going to move over to baseball now. And shout out to the Marlins for hiring their first female GM. That's that's amazing. Um, I've always said if a person is qualified or had the credentials to do a job, give them the opportunity to. It don't matter what your race is, what your gender is, what your religion is, what your sexual preference is, because you're here to do a job. I'm, it's, it's not my place or anyone else's place to worry about your personal life or what you do and things like that. If, if she's qualified for the job, give her the opportunity. There's always this talk about, you know, you know, about women can't do this and can't do that. Well, let's give them the opportunity to. There are a lot of assistant coaches in the NBA right now. There are a few assistant coaches that are in the NFL. There are female referees in the NBA and NFL. Let's give them the opportunity to prove that themselves that they can do a job. I remember trying out for Tasso, and there wasn't a lot of women to be umpires that were there. But the ones that were there, you know, they were learning it because, I mean, they need to be given the opportunity. Like, we need to see more women in, in other things, not just limiting them to them being a secretary or doing desk, desk jobs and things like that. Some women have a passion for, for, for sports in general. So, you know, give them that opportunity. Um, so... Shout out to, I believe her name is, I forgot her name, and I don't want to mispronounce it. But she's the first Asian American to do it, first female Asian American to do it. Um, Again, for me, it don't matter the race. If you can do the job, let's give you this opportunity. Let's present this opportunity to you to see if you can do it. And if she can't do it, well, at least she was given the opportunity. You know, we can't criticize people for them getting the opportunity to do a job, and then because you don't you don't like their choice, you're upset about it. No, don't be upset about it. If you feel like you can do a better job, go and do it. That was so much uproar about Kamala Harris being the VP, and this and this is from blacks. I was saying how she put our own people in jail. I say so she was doing her job as a prosecutor. You know, like, come on now. And then my thing is, if your if your resume matches hers, put it next to hers and, and let's see who's qualified to do what. Don't worry, I'll wait. That's what I thought. All right. So also in baseball, um, awards came out this past week. Freddie Freeman won the NL MVP. Jose, Jose Abreu won the AL MVP. Trevor Bauer won the NL Cy Young. 
Bieber, not Justin, won the AL Cy Young. Don Mattingly won the National League Manager of the Year. Kevin Cash won the AL Manager of the Year. So, obviously, there were no Dodgers that got any awards. But Freeman is a good choice for NL MVP. I think it should either went to him or Mookie. But it went to the right person. I'm You get no complaints from me. Um, so... Let's talk about this real quick. Um, you know, all of our celebrities are dying, young and old, or people we deem to a high high esteem. And, th- and this goes for family as well. Instead of waiting till after they die to celebrate them, let's do it now while they're still alive. Let, let, let's congratulate the Pat Sajaks the Bob Barkers who's holding on, the Tommy Lasorda's, the, I mean, shoot, the, the current coaches now. Or let's let's celebrate, like for me, my Aunt Bertha, I believe she just turned 81, 82. Obviously, we couldn't have a party for her, but I know some of the family went by to go check on her and to tell her happy birthday. But we need, we need we need to congratulate our family members when they have birthdays, Celebrate them because you don't want to wait till they're dead and in the grave. And all of a sudden, oh, we want to give a shout out to such and such and things like that. No, let's celebrate them now. Let's celebrate them now. We have way too too much technology in the world to where we could call, do a video chat, do things like that to say, hey, happy birthday. We love you. We thank you for all you've done we thank you for paving the way and things like that um every year for veterans day you know my uncle one of my uncles sin you know sends the sends us a group text saying happy veterans day to this person to that person and i always say thank you for paving the way because you know who's to say if he didn't go to the army i would have i wouldn't have went to the navy or anything like that i would have done something else like it's always someone is always paving the way for us to have a future for something. We don't ever we don't ever know, but we have to pay homage to people while they're alive. Now let's not wait until they're dead to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna pay my respects." No, no time like the present. Show some love to your people. So yeah, you know, do it while they're alive. So I'm giving a shout out to all my family um, that are older than me who have made sacrifices not only for my generation, but the future generations. You know, being able to vote is a, this is one of the biggest opportunities to have your voice heard. So I, I'm grateful for my grandparents being, you know, being around that time. And my oldest aunt, my, my mother's sister, she was she saw some of this stuff as a teenager that was going on in the 60s so you know we got we got to be grateful so i mean let let's 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 get respect also before i get into the nba what is up with all these rappers getting shot at like i don't know what's going on where they are 
But why are they getting shot? I mean, and I'm not going to say that there are no-name rappers because apparently someone knows them. And if they're in the secular realm, I probably don't listen to them. So they're nobodies to me, but they're, they're still human. But man, they keep getting shot. I'm thinking like, maybe you should just stay in the house. Maybe you should just stay off of social media. Because wherever you are on social media and you posting it and saying where you are, hey, you're making yourself a target. So, I mean, I'm not saying you can't live your life, but man, every time you look up, somebody getting shot. I seen this one rapper on my phone today, Bobby the Butcher or something like that, got shot. I'm like, where? Like, where were you at? Hope you went at a meat shop and you got shot. <laughs> That's a little humor. Anyway, all right. So, man, look, for you rappers out there, man, just be careful. That's all I can say. Just don't be somewhere where you where you know you shouldn't be. I understand you want to live your life. Like, I've learned that there's nothing good after midnight. There's nothing good that's going on after midnight. And I know there's some days that I work where I get off at midnight, but I go straight home. I don't stop anywhere. I don't look to stop anywhere. My destination is to get home because I got a family to take care of or to, to be around, and they need me just like I need them. So, man, the NBA draft is fast approaching. I don't even know what's going to happen. I just want to know what's going to happen after the third pick. After LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, and James Wiseman come off the board, what's going to happen after that? It is going to be interesting. And then I've learned with these drafts, you have to think about who's a good fit for your team. Not necessarily who's the best player available. Because the best player available could be a bad fit for your team. And especially in the NBA, I'm always recognizing what's a good fit for a team. Um, and again, for me, Anthony Edwards should definitely be should definitely go to Minnesota. That that'll be a good fit for him because he can play off the ball while D'Angelo Russell is handling the rock and things like that. And the Timberwolves have a young core over there. So maybe they can all put it together. Who knows? Um, there are actually trade talks that's going on. Um, a potential trade Westbrook for Paul George, a.k.a. Pandemic P. Because he definitely had a pandemic in the bubble. But we don't know how how that's going to go. Also, there also talks about James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to tell you this right now, that ain't going to work. There's not enough balls to go around. Kyrie Irving's going to want the ball in his hand. James Harden's going to want the ball in his hand. Kevin Durant could probably play off the ball, but he's going to want the ball in his hand, especially in clutch moments. And you got DeAndre Jordan. So, you know, not saying he's going to want the ball, but he's going to have to be the mediator. 
So I, I don't see that working at all. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even try that. Like that's crazy. Um also Udonis Haslam is coming back for his eighteenth year with the Miami Heat. I think he should just retire. Just retire, put on the suit. Eric Sposher, Pat Riley give you a job. Cause you're basically gonna be doing the same thing that you're already doing now for the team, being the motivational speaker, being the the next coach on the sideline to you know help them help these guys develop. So just retire, bro. Just retire. Put a suit on. Trust me, Miami Heat. We we know that you are an integral part to that team. We know that you're a great asset to that team. Also, um, the Thunder are trying to help CP3, you know, land him somewhere where that would be fitting for him. There's a lot of talks about him going to Phoenix. Um, but the thing is, the Thunder want to upload that $40 million. That's That's what it comes down to it. So... So, also, um, I need to correct myself. There's a four-way tie in the NFC West with each team. Each team is six and three. Did not see that coming. Actually, no. I could be wrong. Anyway, I'm going to have to go back and check just to be sure. But I'm, I believe I believe I know it's definitely a three a three-way tie. Didn't think it was a four-way tie. So I'm going to confirm while I discuss about, yeah, CP3 being a landing spot. Um, I don't know where, where would be a good fit for him. To be honest, like maybe Milwaukee, you know, it'll definitely help Giannis, you know, get to be where, where he needs to be. Okay, yeah, so I was right. It is a three-way tie. It is a three-way tie. Uh, the 49ers are 4-6, and six, not 6-3. Six and three. I, I knew I wasn't tripping because they lost a few games in a row. All right. Also, um, uh, upcoming trade that is, that is supposed to happen within the next couple of days, the Lakers are trading Danny Green to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. Don't know how I feel about that trade. Um, and what does that put, and what does that put Rondo? You know, does that mean Alex Caruso is going to be in the starting lineup? Or maybe Kyle Kuzma, probably Alex Caruso or KCP. You know, what, what, what happens? What happens with that? So... It's it's a lot. Like free agency is about to be crazy. Um, Anthony Davis just opted out of the final year of his deal, and some people are like, "Oh, something must be going on." No, the plan was for him to opt out so he could sign a long term deal with the Lakers. This this was the plan from the jump. Now, when LeBron retires, the question is going to be, okay, who's going to be that second star player? There are some options. You got Kawhi Leonard. Maybe. 
I don't know who else is available. I know Giannis is not going to play with AD. Although that would be nasty. Yeesh. So, no, we just got to wait and see. All right, one more topic and get into my final thought. So, 45. And when I refer to 45, I'm referring to the 45th president of the United States. And he has no class and no dignity, no integrity, anything like that. Bro, why won't you just concede? It's over with. You lost. You lost. Like, four years ago, and I said this in the beginning, four years ago you lost by two million votes by the popular vote and you still won. There was no complaining then because you won, right? So now you lost by like five million votes, twice as many votes as you lost four years ago, and you don't want to concede and then – you know, you got your your peasants who are like, yeah, don't concede, don't concede. And you got your Republican Party in different states saying, yeah, we're not going to concede either. We're going to follow the lead. Well, the Bible talks about the blind leading the blind, and they both fall into a ditch. So the question is, how big is this ditch? Because <laughs> it's a lot of y'all. And then you got people who are saying how, oh, Biden is not my president and did it, did it, this and that. And I'm like, hmm. So 2008, when Obama got in office, a lot of some of the racist people were coming out saying, well, Obama's not my president. He's your president. I say, um, and, th- and this is while I was still in the military now. I was like, but you do know that's who you work for, right? So... If he's not your president, stop getting the paycheck on the first and the fifteenth, player. Well, I ain't gonna stop doing that. Uh, I got a family to take care of. Oh no, no. Remember, he's not your president. So if he's not your president, you shouldn't get paid on the first and the fifteenth. You know, just that foolishness. So now that forty-five is in office, and they're like, "Oh, he's your president." Yeah, he's your president. Uh, hmm, hmm. Mm. According to the Constitution, he is the president. He's in, he's the position. He holds the position of a president. But is he really a president? Um, clearly, he's not a good businessman. If you're four hundred million dollars in debt, how does that make you a good businessman? Mm. Who knows? So. I'm going to continue to let the blind lead the blind into the ditch. Hope the ditch is big enough to hold y'all. And I guarantee it probably is. But just concede. And even with them doing a recount in Georgia, he's still losing. They're manually counting the votes and Biden is still winning. President-elect Biden. Like, just give it up. Like, you, you lost in electoral you lost electoral votes. And it's like 309 to like 234. Like, he's he, he's done for. You're done, son. So, just concede. Just give it up. Let it go. Final thought, and I'm going to let you go. 
it is amazing how sports can bring people together. You know, not to say that we don't have a care in the world or we don't have real world issues, but being able to come together, watch sports is always exciting, regardless of who you root for. Sports has a way of bringing people together for those couple of hours, however long the time frame is, just to be able to embrace and talk about things like that. So I'm thankful for sports. I'm thankful that I have somewhat of a platform to talk about sports. And I can debate, you know, any sport or why I say what I say in my opinion, because it is my opinion. And... You know, it's it's sports. It's fun. You know, it's good to have these debates. It's good to to poke fun at who's the greatest basketball player of all time, which I didn't get to talk. Which I didn't get a chance to talk about who's the goat of whatever. So I do this real quick. The greatest, I would say. Let's see, if we were doing NFL by position, I'd probably say the greatest running back of all time and you can debate me on it and this is again this is my opinion greatest running back of all time I'm going to say it's a tie between it's a tie between Bo Jackson and Emmitt Smith here's why I say Bo Jackson because if he doesn't get hurt with his hip injury he shatters the Russian record easily. Probably shatters it so much to where Emmitt Smith wouldn't catch it. Because don't know what, what he was on pace to do, but Bo Jackson, one of the fastest guys I've ever seen at his size. And Emmitt Smith, obviously, because he's an all-time leading rusher. I want to say he got the most touchdown as a running back, too. But you, you got to... I mean, they say, oh, he had a good offensive line, but once he got to the second level, it was all him. And then on top of it, when they started the season 0-3 because they didn't want to pay him, they finally paid him and ended up going 12-4, and get another Super Bowl ring. That says a whole lot. He is that valuable. So that's my take. I know a lot of people are going to say Barry Sanders or – Walter Payton or some of the old school people might say Jim Brown. Mm, I'm sticking with Bo Jackson and Emmitt Smith. Next week, who knows who, who I may discuss. Anyway, again, like I've always said, I don't own the rights to any of the music that I play. But the music you heard today was Bad Man by my boy, my brother from another mother, Jerry Flowers Jr., a.k.a. J. Flow. Featuring KB. I know y'all probably hear a lot of KB songs because he collabs or he has his own music, obviously. So shout out to my boy J Flow. Um, if you're ever on YouTube, check out Redefine TV. Or even on Facebook, check them out. You know, it, it's good for the soul. He's very transparent as he talks about the word. So give him a shout out. Um, again, it's your boy Daydrin. This is the Couch Potato Podcast out of Houston, Texas. 
And listen, man, y'all take care of yourselves out there. It's a lot of stuff that's going on. And the most important thing we can do is take care of ourselves and take care of our loved ones. Talk to y'all later. Peace.